everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. Uh, I'm your host for this week or segment, uh, Chris Miggs, uh, and with me, uh, as always, um, he's returned uh, from the land down under the border, and yep. by that I mean <laughs> Mexico. Jimmy Fax, how you doing? That's, uh, and, and I... I... I'm Gringo Facts now. It's oh Gringo, you're officially Gringo Facts. Gringo Facts, Facts Loco, whatever you want to call me. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm a taco snob now. That's a thing. I. Uh, that's the only. That's the main reason. By the way, I went to Mexico City. It wasn't really the lucha. It wasn't the warm weather. It was really so. Anytime we get Mexican food, I can be like, oh, that was good. But you know. The the gringa El Pastor at El Vilcito is far better, you know? I mean, that is true. When you really eat, like, legitimate Mexican tacos, it does – it makes everything else in New York people like, oh, this is really good. And you're like, this is fine. This is enjoyable. I'm not arguing with it, but – Yeah, this this $7 small taco is okay, but it's nowhere near as good as the giant taco I had for 50 cents at some <laughs> – some stand in Mexico city. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and I think Fax the... logo is a good name. I think that's one. I think that's one. Mrs. Fax is going to use sometimes. It's like, Oh, how's, how's he doing? Oh, he's, he's Fax loco right now. I think that that's when like, we're at a wedding or something like that. Mm. And like, I've had a few too many drinks and she knows like I might, she, in her mind, she's like, I might as well just go to bed. Cause I, I see where this night's going. That's when she can be like, Jim, Jim, Fax Loco's coming out. Are you sure you want Fax Loco to come out? And then later in the evening, you do a shooting star press onto the bed. <laughs> exactly. Or I think I'm doing a shooting star press <laughs> onto the bed, but I'm actually just falling into the bathtub. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um we have to find a wedding for you to go to soon then. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm actually I'm going to one in Canada in a couple in a month or two. So it's it's my wife's family. So I don't know if that's the right one for Fax Logo to make his first appearance, but uh we'll see. Uh, it depends. depends. Well, you know what? It is gonna be one of those weddings where I, I know barely anyone there. <laughs> so it might just be one of those ones where like I'm just kind of standing by the bar. And just, like, getting to know somebody. Like, I, I think my plan is to, like, try to go to whatever, like, the event the night or two nights before is and wear, like, one of my Bret Hart shirts. And then just see who I can kind of bring into my circle of, like, just let's talk about Canadian wrestling. Um, mm. And then and then we'll just drink and, and I'll talk about Chris Jericho a whole lot. See, that is also where I think you go, you know, wrestling lapel pin. For the actual wedding, you put the jacket yeah. on, but you put a lapel pin just to let someone go. Ooh, oh, that's Bret Hart over there. <laughs> you know, you yeah, want to talk about Montreal? You know what also could be a good look is doing the like black shirt, black suit, pink tie, just mm. like kind of overtly kind of go for a, a, a heart foundation thing. I think you could pull it off. I'm, I'm envisioning it, and I like it. I think it's just a good look too. Like I, I think that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think you go you go hot pink tie. Yeah, which is just full black. See, now there is one problem though with this is that um, this is in the future, not a lot in the future, just a, mm -hmm. a few weeks, few months, couple months in the future. 
But I don't know that I can talk about mainstream wrestling in America, in North America, like the United States and Canada. I'm also kind of a Lucha Libre snob now. Mm. Like I listen, I listened to the podcast, you know, you and Garrett did last week. And I'm just like, man, death matches, GCW, AEW, Sammy Z- like who cares? Lucha Libre. That's where it's at. After seeing two CMLL shows and I did see two. While I was in both of them in Arena Mexico, I did not get to. I I saw Arena Coliseo from the outside, um, but I went to the Friday night show and the Sunday night show, which are both at uh, Arena Mexico. And um, yeah, I'm kind of a lucha snob now. So, what do you mean a snob? Like, what's I? You know, what is I elevated just, for you? Yeah, well, I just, you know, non-Lucha Libre wrestling just doesn't do it for me. Like, I, I came back, I missed two weeks of AEW, and, you know, I, I saw there was some some six-man tags, and I'm just like, why are they actually tagging? Why aren't they doing this Lucha rules? Why is it one fall? It's just the Lucha Libre, even the rules for it, I really do, and, and this is, like, serious, I really do think the ROH and or AEW six-man titles um should be defended under lucha rules i just do think it is a superior format tags are kind of like why why bother with the artifice of the tag when they're all basically just people jumping all around the entire time just lean into it and just go full lucha rules and then the tagging isn't even a thing this is very much the opposite of the dax harwood opinion from his podcast he really believes in the tag rules and you're saying Screw that. But I think that that's a good way to differentiate the tag hmm. team titles and a six man, right? So rather than, because I think that the, the six man titles already have a different vibe to them, right? But but it is typically just like a tag team and a third guy. And in AEW, there are a lot of like three man factions and like legitimate three man teams. But like, I don't know, just mix it up a little bit. Because like Kenny and the Bucks, you know, they're going to have a, a different match than just a tag team match that the Bucks would have. And they're both great. Yeah, and both, especially ROH, right? I mean, in ROH, you could definitely just be like, look, we're just, whoever shows up, we're going to wrestle this this style. They can probably get way more luchadors just to come in for shots. You know what I mean? And just kind of have fun with it. And Yeah, yeah. And so interestingly enough, so the Friday, so for, you know, listeners don't know this. I think it's it's somewhat well known, but people might not be totally aware. So, they do CMLL does five shows a week, every week, four of them in Mexico City and one in Puebla, which is like an hour and change outside of Mexico City. So the biggest show of the week is the Friday night show, right? So when we knew, you know, I was going, me, a couple of friends, Mrs. Fax, we, or sorry, Mrs. Loco, um, <laughs> We knew we were going, so immediately, like, the day tickets went on sale for that Friday night show, I, I bought them. And I was able to get literal front row seats. So, the actual first row on the four sides of the ring, the first two rows are just totally sold out the second tickets go on sale. So, I assume there's either a season ticket situation or, like, it's for sponsors or whatever. But I was able to get first row kind of on the diagonal. So I was like right mm. in a corner, but literally first row, nobody was in front of us. And it was $25 a person, or it might have been 30 It was somewhere in that $25 to $30 per ticket. Just sensational. 
Which is, is uh, we'll point out, cheaper than general admission tickets to the GCW show at the Melrose. That's right. That's We're right. You have to stand at the stupid Melrose Ballroom, and you paid less for front row at Arena Mexico. Yeah, and and again, this is like with fees because there's hardly any fees. So like, there's almost no wrestling show. You like the only wrestling show you can go to for even GA for cheaper than that is at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and you have to bring your own chair. And you got you a know? chair, right? And I got a chair. It's very comfortable, spacious seats, comfortable. Um, there are vendors and things like that. You know, you can get. You don't. You don't even need to get up if you don't have to pee. There are guys that will bring beer to you. They'll get you hot dogs, tortas. Um, I did not have any of the food there. I will say. Oh, you didn't have a torta. Ooh, I see. I could, I could go for a torta. Someone just bringing me a, a torta. I didn't. So the first, before the first show, we didn't know what to expect. So we got food immediately beforehand because it's an 8.30 p.m. show. Okay. Um, I kind of wish I didn't because it was probably the worst taco dinner we had. We went to a place like mm. all the, there's a ton of food places right outside of Reno, Mexico. They're not great. <laughs> so we kind of got a pretty mediocre taco, taco dinner, several tacos. Um, I wish I had waited for the tour. And then on the Sunday night, it's actually a five o'clock show. So it's kind of like an awkward time to eat. Like, mm. you know, in Mexico City, you want to do a lot of that eating, right? You don't, you want to. So I didn't eat anything. We, we had several beers, um, great deals, great bargains on everything, great crowd. And then so here's here's the thing, though. So when you buy tickets, um, so a like and, and so here's my recommendation to anyone is you should buy tickets in advance. Yes, you can get tickets there. The box office line is really, really long. So you've if you want to buy tickets at the box office, like you've got to get there a solid hour earlier than you otherwise would waiting online. And you're gonna wanna like see this little like village of vendors that are all there, like selling magazines and videos and toys and masks, like it is cool. So you don't want to waste the time. So I would say Did you buy... get anything at the village? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We bought some Johnny O bought some some uh to a toy. He bought himself a La Parca action figure. Um I got a t-shirt. Um I actually wanted to get some of these Lucha Libre magazines, <clears throat> but um I didn't get them the first night. Um, because like we were kind of like we got there not early enough before, and then when we went after the show, there's just so many people, it's just so chaotic. So just go, oh, we'll get them when we go back on Sunday. And then the lady with the magazines closed early on Sunday because ah. then we saw her before the show, and I'm like, well, I don't want to just carry magazines around. And then like I'll catch her as soon as we leave, and she was gone when we left. So I was, but but I definitely got some lucha merch. So I'm 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 happy. It's, but it is all like local vendor, like the actual like wrestler t-shirts are really bad. So like I got kind of like a more generic like luchador t-shirt of like a, a, a card. I'm wearing a CMLL t-shirt that I did not get there. I was looking for one there, couldn't find one, bought one online <laughs> from Mexico that arrived at my house the day I, after I got back. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so... Uh, so what you do, though, is you buy these tickets online. You can choose your own tickets, like Ticketmaster. Like, you can choose the exact seats the same way as you would for any American event. Mm -hmm. You get the seating chart. Um, it's going to be in Mexican dollars, but you just do the math yourself. It's, trust me, again, they're going to be extremely cheap. So buy really good seats. And what you have to do is there's no, like, you can't just go with a QR code, right? You can't just, there's no, no, no e-tickets on your phone. And you can't do printouts. And you can't, if you're American, you can't have them mailed to you. Because tickets also only go on sale like a week before. 
So you actually have to go to a Ticketmaster office. And like there are Ticketmaster offices like inside electronic stores. So they have this chain called like Mix Up. It's kind of like midway between like a circuit city and a and like um a hot topic is the way I would describe it. Including okay. like size-wise. Like it's closer in size to a circuit city than a hot topic, but it's like a lot of like posters and comic books and t-shirts, but like also electronics. And this sounds like the ver- the old like Virgin Mega Store in um at like Union Square or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's you that's the exact right vibe, right? It's it's a pretty high-end store. So you go there and then you literally have to go and that's where you can have them then like you give them your ticket order and your ID and and the card you purchased and then they give you the tickets and they're like real tickets. And then a lot of people though were would just go and you buy your tickets there. So most Mexicans don't buy online. They actually just go to these Ticketmaster offices, wait on the line and buy the tickets there. So when I went for the first night, there was this really huge line because there's issues with the credit card machine. I don't need to get into it, but it's a really long line and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And there's this guy behind me. And I think like, cause like, you know, my wife and, and friends, like they're kind of coming over to, and I'm like, Hey, you guys just like, go get a drink across the street. Like I'm, I need to be here. Cause it's, I'm the one to put the order. I need to show my ID and stuff. Like you guys just go get, but like they keep coming and checking on me. Cause it, it took a while. <clears throat> and then the guy behind me is like, Oh, you're, are you going to the, the Lucha show tonight? CMLL. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah. Awesome. He's like, yeah, I'm uh He's like, I, I, I'm from California, but like Mexico, like California, mm-hmm. Mexico. And he's like, I drive down here for the big shows. He's like, this is like my eighth or ninth show this year or in the last year. And he's like, he's like, yeah, the Friday night show is definitely the one to go to. He's like, particularly when there's going to be a big, like a big Friday night. He, and he's like, like tonight, he's like, tonight's going to be crazy. This is one of the best shows you could go to. And I'm like awesome because this was just the weekend we're here we were gonna say <laughs> right. whatever was here this weekend and it was they they do an annual tag tournament and i forget what it's called but the i have it up i have it up because i have the it's the torneo increíbles so the what the torneo increíbles is so it is a tag right so it's two on two and the gimmick is it's one rudo and one technico per team so a baby face and a heel teaming together that don't normally do. so it was incredible and this was the, teams this was an incredible team they're and incredible this was, and this was the finals right so it was so like like a lot of things it starts with like and the guy was telling me online he's like the first match is usually something just like for kids right so it was a minis match uh night one uh on then when we went on sunday it was just like a six man but it's kind of like a silly match. so it starts usually with a couple of silly matches <clears throat> And then there's in the middle, there's one singles match. And um, on the Friday night, the singles match was a was a woman's match that went to a time limit draw. And it was a fucking banger. Right. It was like legit. I, I didn't know what to expect with a one on one women's lucha match. Like I'd never seen one before, but it was something like you would see at like a top indie and be like, wow, they worked their asses off. That was a great match. And then there's a couple of, of six mans after that, including with Rocky Romero. He was he was our one uh, our one mainstreamish guy with Angel uh, De Oro and Cavernario and Teton. It says from the Observer. Yeah, Rider. yeah. Which is by the way, and apparently we've been wrong. It's Titan. It is pronounced Titan. 
in in CMLL, I feel like other people say Teton. I I don't feel like we got. Oh no, no, no one. You're right. Like the the announcers in Ring of Honor called him Teton, but the Mexican announcer called him Titan. He uh, all the fans, the local fans, were calling him Titan. He was Titan. So we're just wrong there. But yeah, we okay. got like Ultimo Guerrero, Grand Guerrero. We got a lot of guys. Um, by the way, quick side note: me and Johnny O did do our usual underwear bet. I I came home with two new pairs of underwear. I wonder. wow. That's like yeah. not only do you have Mexican Lucha Libre merchandise, but you now have Mexican underwear. I do. Unfortunately, it's not Lucha Libre underwear, but it was underwear from a market in Mexico. One is a uh, soccer and the other is like video game controllers. Um, it was kind of the first underwear you saw. <clears throat> but then this main event was legit. So it was um, uh, Averno, I think you, you say the name. Mm-hmm. And Mystico, right? So we we do know we all know Mystico, right? Mystico's like the biggest star in, in Mexico, or at the least original Sin Cara, right? I... The original Sin Cara, and he's the original Mystico. And there was another Mystico, and then since he's been back in WWE, he has now retaken the title Mystico. <clears throat> they did have a match for the title. Um, so that was, and then they went against um, Templario. And who did he team with? Us, uh, Soberno, Soberano Jr. That close enough for me. It looks like Soberano to me, but I'm not. Yeah, it's, um, it's something. I don't like, have to speak great Spanish, so. Yeah, so which, by the way, he is. Uh, he wears a mask, but he's like it just ripped, kind of thin. Like all the. So my wife is like, "Ooh, who is he?" And literally, it was like every time he did anything, you would just hear all these women in the crowd ooing and aahing for him. He was also, by the way, in the main event Sunday night. Um, so again, I only like, I know, I know Mystico. I kind of know the other guys. Like I at least know all of their names. Right. So this was the only match of like, I knew every single guy's names. That was a good sign, but it was awesome. And like, I can already tell you. So they, um, their biggest show of the year is their anniversary show. So the next one is their 90th anniversary show. I don't think it's, it's, it's many months away still, but I kind of got the feeling that, I can already tell you right now, I think we're going to have a Lucha de Apuesta match between between Mystico and, and Templario. Because even though they're both baby faces, they're on opposite sides of this match. Templario is like trying to take his mask off, which is not something you see in CMLL. Like I've seen a good amount of CMLL. That is not something they tease, mm. right? And they did it in this match, even though it's baby face on baby face because it's the big tournament. Um, Mystico ends up going over. Um, and then, and then Templario does the thing where he like grabs, cause they have like these trophies, very similar to like world tag league trophies. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of like then goes, bends his knee and like presents Mystico with the trophy. And like, they embrace with this kind of like baby face show of respect thing. Nobody turns on anybody, but it was like legitimately like, I am now invested in these guys. Mm. I want to see where this goes. And I, I've been telling you, I've been watching the YouTube clips of CMLL. That is going to continue. And I would say overall, the shows flow better. I think you and I have talked on this podcast before. We definitely have not on the podcast about how Lucha Libre individual matches can be really good, but it is really difficult to watch a whole card. Mm. <clears throat> and what I would say to that is, I think it's because we're trying to watch the big AAA shows. And I think the big AAA shows have a lot more bullshit that American wrestling fans are not interested in at all. Um, and we just want to get to the Young Bucks match or the Kenny match and obviously the Pentagon and Phoenix matches. Yeah. 
And those matches are all great, but like the entire first hour and a half of the show is pretty brutal. With CMLL, I think it's more like, again, watching like a World Tag League or like a Super Junior type thing where every match is solid that like you can just ignore the first two or three matches because those are kind of like little silly nothing that that isn't going to greatly appeal to you. But you're also missing nothing by missing by skipping it. And then like the last two to three matches per card are fucking awesome. So... You know, and, and again, Sunday night, it was the same thing. And Sunday night, the family night. So we, it wasn't as big an event, but they only sold the lower bowl. So it was like a third of the amount of people. Um, Arena Mexico was not sold out on Friday, but I mean, there were many thousands of people. Like there were people mm. in the upper upper deck. Um, it sounds, the structure sounds a little bit like if you ever watched like the old WWF house shows from the mm-hmm. 80s, where like, if you ever just put one on from the start, they are going to it's they're going to take their time and build up right they're like yes. and and now the first match of one of those probably involves like iron mike sharp and scott casey so a minis match sounds more exciting than that um but the same concept right of like hey we're going to start with like you're walking in you're getting settled you got some wrestling on building up to like at the end you're going to see hulk hogan against king kong bundy or whatever yeah, like, it's to the point, like, you know, you watch, like, a big indie show, and you'll watch this, like, the fourth match on the card, you're like, fuck, how are they going to follow that? I feel like you would get caned in a Mexican locker room if you were the match that was on third or fourth and you stole the show. Like, I yeah. think it's very overt, like, every match is designed to be better and more thrilling than the match before it. And in both nights, it was pretty damn clear the last two matches were very clear and, and again this must be a formula and in both of them it was the third from the top was the one singles match and then it just seemed like and and the the sunday night show it was a, a two guys in the singles match and that one wasn't as good as the, the two women but it was it was solid but it was definitely clear like once you do that singles match like the undercard is over um the singles match by the way are 10 minute time limits right um the women went to the time limit the men did not there was a, a clean fall uh, one fall those matches they're not two out of three um but that definitely like and then those those last matches though are just awesome and and they're like a, like again like a new japan or an roh um or AEW six man where it's just non-stop action and they're doing and it's also even more impressive when like you're so used to AEW and you're like <clears throat> you know death triangle only wrestles at most once a week and then you're like man these guys like Soberon Jr. was in the main event on Friday, then again on Sunday. They were both like 20-minute bangers where he's taking huge bumps, you know, off the top rope and stuff. It's like it was really great. Like it it exceeded my expectations, quite frankly. Mm. And uh I, I I do gotta say, um, I do think it's it's something that every wrestling fan needs to have on the bucket list is seeing a show. And again, I think you can see the Saturday show at Arena Coliseo. Um, but you know, I, I don't know that you have to go to arena Mexico versus arena Coliseo again. I didn't go to both, but you got to do those. You got to do one of them and, uh, it's, it's worth the trip. Well, it also sounds like though, they need to do Fax's taco tour. Fax Locos taco tour. Yeah. Again, you can check, um, either Jimmy Lloyd's IMDB page or at Jimmy Fax on Instagram. You can take a look at all the places we went. I can give you the recommendations. We had some amazing food, amazing tacos. 
Um, the one thing that we missed out is that you had sent me about a week before, a couple days before, that there was a show at Bandito's Gym mm. on that Saturday, but we had already booked like a tour to see the pyramids and stuff that day. And then the Bandito's Gym is about an hour or like 45 minutes from like center city kind of mexico city Hmm. where we were staying so it was kind of like we we would have if i could have talked my group and wife into it which i could not have but even if i could have it would have been like hey let's skip showering not get dinner and go down 45 minutes in an uber to see half of this show in bandito's gym so it it was not um, even myself. I knew like mm, I think I'd rather just see the last hour of the Arena Coliseo show, which which is like a five minute Uber from our hotel. You know, because because yeah. Arena Coliseo is in like is is in the main nice area of Mexico City. Like it's like you literally may walk by it just doing normal tourist stuff. Um, and Arena Mexico is not that far off the beaten path. Mm. Um, it's uh you know still fairly central in mexico city but yeah bandito's gym uh pretty pretty far out there yeah i feel like i gotta do it i feel um i wanted to i could could not make it uh that weekend because of other commitments and i'm just like i we gotta go it sounds like you'd go back i would go back in a heartbeat uh quite frankly yeah like it was it was great and it was another one of those things where again we we got amazing floor seats to two lucha libre shows we were eating absolutely everything. We were having several cocktails every night, all of us. There was one night, because as you know, I had to reschedule this trip twice. So I felt bad with some of the people that are going there. So like one night at the bar, I'm like, hey, just to make everything easier. And because as like I was the one that changes, like I'm just getting literally everyone's drinks. And there were five of us. Mm-hmm. And like for a whole night, we were just drinking like as quickly as they could bring them out. And like it was something crazy like when i got home and i checked my credit card and i'm like well how much did i spend because like i i put all this stuff just on because they do take credit most places actually maybe Mm. not every taco stand but like you can use credit card at most restaurants and bars and stuff like that interesting that the taco stands even some of them will take it some of them will some of them will i wouldn't bank on it but like and and uh arena mexico you can put beer you can buy that you can't buy tickets interestingly enough on credit card at the box office someone told me this i i I Mm. don't know i obviously use credit card because i use Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, you can, but the people said at the box office, you can't. I don't know. But the beer guy also, absolutely takes credit cards. The beer guy, sorry, at the stand. I, not the guy oh, that. Like the idea, just, yeah. But I mean, I've, I've found in Mexico, most places take card, but you'll find sometimes that um, sometimes they won't take certain cards. Like I'll be, they'll be like, mm, not, not the Amex. Yeah, I, honestly, I was using Amex most of the time and it was all good. But the, mm. the key here is. We we are eating everything. We even at, like one night we had a pretty upscale dinner and stuff like that. And I looked and like I honestly thought I was gonna call my my bank and be like, "There's a mistake. My balance should be much more than this. There's no <laughs> way this is all I spent in like six days in Mexico City and going to like everything as high end as possible." But it, it is incredibly cheap and incredibly good. Mexico guys, I love. Did you find? Here's the other question. Did you find the Randy Orton Lamborghini ring? We we did not. Now, um, there were a lot of like. It, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I kind of wish I I there was a like I had a nephew or or a child in my life that was like the right age for action figures. 
because they had so many action figures and they had so many different they had like octagon rings with cages it was like so much cooler than the wrestling toys we had when we were kids mm. and there's just so many like they have every luchador who's like ever existed in action figure form it's incredible there were so many i did not see the randy orton one um and we even we saw a lot of weird shit at some of these markets that we went to but uh i did not catch that otherwise i mean i would have bought it of course anything else stand out of, of in terms of weirdness um there was one so this isn't like an item like to buy but so so johnny o a uh, friend of the podcast johnny o, never been on any podcast never will i don't think but he's a he's a friend of the show we we would go to uh, ring of honor shows with him um he watches a lot of so he stayed in the same hotel that, that me and my wife did but obviously his own room and you know he's a single <laughs> to be clear obviously his own room obviously his own room so, you know, not for nothing, you know, um, he's, you know, a 41 year old man. He doesn't take a lot of time to get ready. Right. And my wife needs a little bit more time to get ready. So pretty much any time we would, you know, do our usual routine, like we're out during the day, we'd go back to the hotel, kind of freshen up and, you know, get ready for the evening. Mm. He would just watch Mexican TV and he would just watch whatever's on. He would try to find like whatever sports channels and stuff. And he would notice and tell us about commercials he saw. And there was this one, apparently, and he even took a picture of it, this great commercial of, like, I think it was, like, diarrhea medication. And it has, like, a luchador in the back in the locker room, like, after a match. And the implication is, like, oh, my God, either I did shit myself or I almost shit myself. Like, take this medicine. And that was that was great, where I'm, like... <laughs> Yeah, that's just a good ad. You don't. He would have won the match. He would have won the match, but he would have. He was going to shit himself, so he had to. He had to lay back and take the fall. You had to, and because you're you're not going to not have the taco before the match, right? That's not an option. Um, you got to have. Well, that's. I I sent you guys the um, uh, the Kushida soy rizzo commercial that popped up on yeah 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 one of the um New Japan Strong things that appears to be selling soy chorizo. Which sounds like something that would give you the diarrhea that the, the the luchador needed. Like maybe Kushida, that's what it was. Kushida gave him the soy chorizo, um, in order to like throw him off his game. He's lost to Kushida and now. He's like, oh man, if only I had my diarrhea meds, just ready to yeah. go. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna lie though. I I found that the Mexico City Mexican food uh did not really give us uh did not upset our stomachs at all. No, I mean it was just digestion as usual uh no bodily uh function slip-ups not a lot of beans because th- i think that's mm. the thing is like i think in america we're just used to like these massive burritos that just have everything on it whereas they typically it's like it's just like a shell meat vegetables like that's it throw some salsa on there and the salsa is spicy as hell but i don't know maybe, maybe somebody that is not having i i as you know i i go real spicy with things all the time so I think maybe maybe a lesser person, but but even my wife, she didn't really um she has a pretty weak constitution when it comes to travel eating and uh no nothing uh, untoward. Yeah, I've that's the thing, but you're right though, it is like a little bit less. They they like heavy it up a little bit less on the individual taco. So yeah. you can kinda work your way through a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But but yeah, so in to recap, definitely go. It's obviously an easier trip than going to Japan. And I would say, um, 
you know, it, I, it's hard to compare going to, uh, uh, you know, New Japan and Corican to Arena Mexico. Arena Mexico is also way bigger, right? So for what mm. it's worth, like I said, it didn't sell up, but like Arena Mexico is like a like a full size like basketball arena size, you know, like it's huge. It's it's probably sits over ten thousand people, so it's a much bigger audience, and they're super into it. So like again, I'm not going to compare and say which one I liked better because they, they were both, but they were both like once in a lifetime and they don't need to be once in a lifetime mexico city's not that far it's not, we, yeah. we have listeners in the west coast it's like a two-hour flight you know new york it was like five a five-hour flight five and a half but uh yeah super worth it and and the flight almost pays for itself <laughs> when you think about how cheap everything else is even the hotels are super duper duper cheap do not look at airbnbs get a hotel the hotels are stupidly cheap Yes, but the, the version where I was going to go with you, I was like, that's the hotel. Pr- Facts, are we staying at, a, at like a – this was cheaper than the hotels, the really kind of grody hotels around the Grand Sports Arena in Hoffman Estates. Yep. This was cheap – significantly cheaper. Significantly a fraction of that price, yeah. Yeah, this, this was cheaper than the hotel Derek stayed in that we were scared of. Yeah, and we – there was no even hint of murder in the hotel. <laughs> so Not a, a hint. Not even a hint. There was a nice restaurant in it. It was, uh, it was, it was a nice hotel. It had a pool. Uh, it was a little too cold for the pool. You know, it's it's warmer in Mexico City, but it is still, you know, February. Um, but we hung out by the pool one night. Me and Johnny, we you know, we went out. He, uh, we we kind of sat up by the pool and just kind of talked wrestling after the the Friday Night Lucha show, just because we were had kind of such that high. That uh, we didn't want to go, you know, out for drinks because we had to be up early the next day. But we kind of just needed like something to bring us down before we could go to sleep. So we were just like, we picked up a couple of beers at the convenience store and just drank them on the roof, uh, overlooking the pool. Sounds nice. I love Me- I love Mexico. So I'm- it's it's great. It's and and you know what? In Mexico City overall too, it has that kind of Athens Rome vibe where there is like hmm. um ruins and stuff like that there's like a ton of history which shouldn't come as a surprise but like i wasn't it's not to the level of like again athens or rome where like literally you could just walk down anywhere and all of a sudden it's like oh my god that's something i read about in school when i was like elementary school it's not quite to that level Mm -hmm. um but it it is kind of remarkable how there's just like oh here's just this giant ruined like aztec building just in the middle of the city and and it's kind of nuts and um it's very metropolitan it's huge there's skyscrapers um you know there's there's convenience stores and stuff like that everywhere it's it's very easy and you know people talk about it being a dangerous place i I think that's kind of people talk about new york being dangerous but like and it's it, it is in the same way that like if there are parts of New York that are still dangerous, but like, why right. would you ever be there if you're a tourist? Right. And it's the same way where, yeah, you know, I'm sure there's pickpockets in some of the um, popular tourist areas, but there's no violent crime. There's there, there is like police presence. You can see them with the lights on, like you don't feel unsafe. So again, anyone that's been thinking about the reasons why they're not doing a Lucha Libre visit, I'd say, get over it. You got to do it and let us know. We'll join. Yeah, we might just I mean, I'm I'm excited there's there's apparently AAA is opening something in Cancun that we've talked about. That could be an yeah. interesting thing to do, but I definitely want to hit Mexico City at some point. Um we, yeah. and you know who would kill in Mexico City is Beastman. I think Oh, him Beastman. and Cavernario together. 
Yeah, he would kill you. Oh, that that's a match made in heaven. Yeah. Right? That's a, Cavernario and Beastman, just as a tag team, would probably be the greatest uh CMLL tag team ever. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, and, and I think Beastman, he can go Rudo, he can go Technico, he, he can go either way. Okay, he could be Cavernario's opponent, because I think Cavernario is a He's a Rudo. He maybe? Yeah. Oh, he's a Rudo. Okay. He's a Rudo, yeah. Yeah, but he could go either way. He could be Cavernario's well, opponent well, or his it, interestingly, too, that the difference between the Friday night audience and, and the Sunday night. So Sunday is family day, right? So and I found out it's not only because it's the 5 p.m. start, which is the early start. It's also like um, a child's ticket is like 50 cents with the purchase of an adult ticket. So it is very much like more of an all ages crowd, whereas Friday night's definitely like the hardcores and the smarts. So they're all cheering the Rudos. It is very interesting, and there's not like an, there's no there's no like big like ingobernable thing that like the Rudos weren't like initially playing to be that cool heels, they were just getting pops and then just starting and and it was interesting and you saw the same guys then Sunday night just getting booed like traditional heel and it's like same promotion same arena forty eight hours later completely different reactions. So Mexico is kind of Philly. Mexico, Mexico on Friday night is Philly. Friday night. It's Philly. And then on Sunday uh, afternoons, it's, it's Tulsa. <laughs> it's Tulsa. Um, that's interesting. That makes me like, want to also like take Maddie to see a Sunday show in Mexico city as well. So if it's only 50 cents, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't know how, I, I think you might have to do that at the box office. So for you, it's probably worth paying the very small full price ticket for her <laughs> to get a front row seat on Ticketmaster. Um, but yeah. So I'm, I'm curious because you said, you know, CMLL may be replacing other things in wrestling for you in terms of watching. I feel like you're going to tell us three weeks from now that you've like set up a VPN and now you're watching the me- the full shows that they put up on New Japan World. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not going to lie. So I told you, like, I had missed two full weeks of AEW programming. And when I got back, I got back on uh, Thursday or I got back Wednesday night. And then, like, Thursday night after work, I'm kind of like, all right, what? And maybe I had something Thursday night, but it was the first night I was just, like, home and, like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I guess I should catch up. Like, I have all these texts from you guys, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should catch up on AEW. And, oh, the Elimination Chamber. Like, I, I read the spoilers, but, like, uh, maybe I should watch that. I still have not watched Elimination Chamber, by the way. I have not watched one second of it. Nor um, other than a couple of clips. Yeah, I haven't even seen the clips. I just read. I read on Blogadoom. I read Scott Keith's recap <laughs> of the main event match. I didn't even read the whole rant. Um, but I'm like, eh, I think I'd rather just watch more Lucha Libre on on YouTube. And then, particularly, I, I'm not gonna lie. I I'm, I was debating um, resubscribing to New Japan World because it's Fantastic Mania. Mania. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh. And like, there is like Dragon Rojo is a guy I really like that I didn't get to see in Mexico because he was at Fantastica Mania. Um, but I, I didn't. And, and I ultimately did watch some AEW kind of like begrudgingly where I'm like, well, I guess I do a wrestling podcast. I got to watch some American wrestling sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I would just kind of fast forward through it. And I, I found myself like kind of re-enchanted with AEW too. Like, it was, um, you know, the Rampage 
is become a show that's kind of really easy to watch on DVR. Like the middle 20 to 30 minutes, it's trash. So just fast forward. But like usually the first and the last matches are usually at least one of them is really solid. So like I was just kind of burning through those. And then um, in the newest Dynamite that I, I was ranting about this on our text thread, like Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta was awesome. That was one of the Great. best TV matches like, I, I don't know. That one was, like, four and a half to me. That one was, like, way up there. One of the best matches. I know it's only, like, end of February, but one of the best matches on TV this year. Um, That's and then, of course, you know, you guys had told me, oh, no matter how much you fast forward, make sure to watch Mox and Evil Uno. And, man, that did not disappoint. So let's let's recap, right? Um, first, first, Mox blades a man in a mask. So that's, like, so B, I, and N in Mox Bingo. Yes, it is. <laughs> he's just, he tears the mask just enough. And then he's just like, let me, let me blade you so that you can't see, um, so that you can't see the, the blood. But of course it's enough blood. And you're like, you can kind of see that there's some blood. And at first. Puts, at first you can yeah, kind of see there's first, some blood. Yeah. And then he puts him in the, the bulldog choke. And. But even before then. Right. Um. Well, even before, but the bulldog choke. Sweet the bulldog choke, there's just, it's, well, so this is like, for anyone who hasn't seen it, Uno bled so much that Mox didn't. <laughs> like, like that's how much blood is that, you know, like, I don't know if the Renee talked to Uno before. So first mm -hmm. off, Evil Uno was in a main event. And we all loved it. How great is that? Like, that's another thing that just makes me excited about AEW. Even though, by the way, that the tag team battle royal, was dog shit. One of the worst battle royals. Really terrible. I was actually surprised at that. I I was like watching that with the assumption I was gonna watch it again because uh again my my daughter's favorite team was in it, but they everyone did so little that I was just like, no one needs to see this again. It was dreadful. And the, I don't know whether maybe they're doing another one this coming this week and they like, are they are maybe like they're saving the good stuff for that because it was just bad. Um but anyway back to Mox and Evil Uno like you know Mox is just like or, or Renee is just like, listen, Uno, I know this is a lot to ask. I know you've not been in a main event in Dynamite uh, in a long time, if ever. And, and you've definitely never been in a singles match in a main event. But I'm going to need to ask something of you. <laughs> You're going to need to bleed to the point that my husband doesn't feel like he needs to. <laughs> and then you have Mox coming in and being like, oh, boy. Oh, what are we doing tonight, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we getting? Woo! You know, like, I just. He's like a and Uno's like, here's my pitch. I'm going to blade so bad that when you put the bulldog choke on me, blood squirts from my forehead. And Mox is like, oh, oh, I like it. Yeah, and it was getting all over his arm and stuff. It was, it You're was. You're a fucking genius, Uno. Yeah, I, I honestly think, I think like the stakes are on Mox anytime Uno wants one for the foreseeable future. And not because he made him look good or he put him over. Just because that's what... Mox doesn't give a shit about that, right? Tony Khan does the booking. Mox doesn't decide who wins or loses. Mox just appreciates that level of blade. Oh, yeah. Of course he does. Oh, yeah. Let's get some, let's get some steaks. Let's talk about cutting ourselves open. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was, gro it was gross in a way that was... But in like a, a, like a wow way. Like, again, like, we've watched a lot of deathmatch stuff, but not since really, like... I think like Dustin at double or nothing. And even then, yeah. like Dustin, 
I mean, Dustin's blade job was gory. I think part right. of what made this really spectacular and sort of like really very visceral is like Dustin's bleeding a lot, but you, you obviously see pretty early on that he's bleeding a lot, right? Right. Uno's blade job seems normal until the bulldog choke where the well, blood is just squirting and you're like, yeah. whoa. With whoa. the one example, so again, you guys told me to watch for that match. I didn't know anything about why, right? I, I could kind of yeah. maybe pencil in. And I actually thought it was, I honestly thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought it was going to be like Mox gives Uno a lot of offense and Mox is bleeding like a pig for Uno based on the way you guys are saying it and based on who Mox is. Yeah. But the fact that early on you see I think the we all all we told you was that you were going to you were going to get some Mox prime Mox content. That's all we yes, said. Yes, exactly, which I took to mean Mox would be the one bleeding. Um but then as soon as you notice cuz again just to even notice the bleeding at all with a man in a mask and it brings back up that Despy match, right? In my head right away. And it's like that's where I'm like, "Oh, something is happening here." Like I knew kind of right away. And I also think that was kind of the perfect match, right? Because the way they've booked it, Uno can't, like, it's kind of a glorified squash, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like Uno got some offense early on, um, and it was like a semi-competitive match for the first half. And it was, you know, but it was a, a respectable main event length. I don't know what it was, like, maybe 10 or 11 minutes, probably. Almost just, like, almost exactly 10 minutes, though. It was, like, shorter yeah. than a normal Dynamite main event, which I actually think, again, worked fine. I think that kind of... Yeah, I think it worked fine nice because there weren't... You couldn't create... It would have been very difficult to create a, a scenario where it would have been believable that Uno could win, right? right. When we know that like hangman can't come out or, or uno told him not to and like obviously moxley and hangman it's gonna happen at the pay-per-view and, and uno is not going to be at the pay-per-view um or not in a match anyway but it was kind of like that perfect thing of like uno got over but via losing right that he kind of got that out of mox and kind of got mox to go into that high gear and then mox obviously is mox so he he obviously is going to be able to take out uno um, and then set up the the final showdown with with Hangman uh, at the pay per view, but I I kind of left um, before I watched these. And when I was thinking about when I was in, when I was in Mexico, I was like, I, I don't. I'm actually going to be out of town next weekend, and I'm and I'm going to miss the AEW pay per view. I'm not going to be able to watch it live. Um, and I was kind of thinking like, eh, maybe I won't even order the pay per view. Like, I, honestly, like I, I don't know. And I got to say, after watching this, like, I'm pretty pumped. Like, A, face of the revolution. I don't know what it's supposed to mean, but I'm always up for an AEW pay-per-view ladder match. I'm kind of oh, into... that's on Dynamite. Oh, I thought that was at the pay-per-view. No, they announced that, that that ladder match is Dynamite. Oh, all right. Well, that, that's cool. Um, <laughs> that guy'll still be good. <laughs> well, and that's kind of good because, like, with the hour match, I was beginning to be like, is there not going to be a six-man tag match at the pay-per-view like you kind of feel like there's got to be right right where they've been and so that'll be that you know them in the house of black which should be presumably fucking yeah. great i think they they've either said it or they're, they've made it so clear that it's got i mean they made it very clear. Not. Yeah, yeah yeah um they have made it quite clear so yeah because again with the iron man match you kind of have that and, and it's kind of interesting that like i'm not i think me like a lot of people i, I kind of like it went from this is kind of like a one match, like a month ago. It was like, oh, this is a one match show and I'm already in on the one match. And like, as time has gone on, it's kind of like, I kind of am waning how much I care about Brian and MJF. Like, I don't particularly 
care if MJF loses the title, but I also don't like necessarily want him to lose the title. And I like, I, I kind of like am okay with like, I just kind of am indifferent to that at this point. Like, I wonder if it just kind of gone on a little too long. Um, and the story didn't really have enough beats. Like they ran out of story beats like a month ago. Yeah. I mean, that's why I felt, especially with like the MJF promos recently where it feels like he's just veering between different concepts each week. And you're like, okay, that would be one way to sell the show. Although that's different than the way you sold it last week. So I, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I MJF, I mean, it's a little bit tricky in the sense that I think he's still, he's at a pretty high level. Right? right, I think he's the right call. This is the right time to make him at least take a shot with him as champion. But it does still feel like he's um, figuring out the last like details of his character. Yeah, right. It feel it feels like watching him over these last three months. You're like, there's a little bit of schizophrenic aspect to different things. Where you're like, what? What's the actual character here? Like, what's the direct? Um, it, I feel like sometimes if you asked him a question about would would his character do X or Y, it it could change based on the week. That's what I always think of. I always think of the um, there's like a Raven quote about how much when he was talking like Shane Douglas about something, and Douglas like oh, I don't, franchise wouldn't do that, and D- Raven was like annoyed at first, but then he was like, oh no, actually that worked. He gets it. He's like very he knows exactly what his character will and won't do, and I respect that, and we'll figure it out. And I right. feel like MJF is like a step away from having that all the way dialed in, you know? Yeah. And, and like, and even the whole thing where like, he was kind of afraid of the idea of the Iron Man match. And that's why he's like paying all these people to take him out. And then as soon as like the match is confirmed, it's like, it's, they don't even really talk about it being an Iron Man match. It's like, Oh, it's just the match. MJF's fine with it. Like, it's just kind of a weird stuff, but, but, but that's what I'm saying is, but the other stuff I'm more interested in, um, right. it, it, I do think, obviously, the Gun Club winning the tag titles is bizarre. Um, I, I, it's so weird, but presumably they're they're dropping the titles at the pay-per-view. I don't and, know. The four-way aspect is makes me, I'm not sure about that. Well, I'm not, my gut is they potentially lose it, but not necessarily back to the acclaim. Right? right, so that's yeah. I so think that's, that's I think that's a likely scenario in that regard. Because um, by the way, I will note we're recording this. If you're listening to this, if we end up dropping this on Thursday, we have not seen the Wednesday show yet, so we don't know who the right. fourth team is. Um, and it could and be FTR. I don't know. So yeah, could could be yeah, could be could be FTR. Uh, could be the Lucha Brothers. Right? Could be, um, and then that's but it also could be uh. I don't know, a team, another team that doesn't necessarily bring the work rate. Like we're at a point where it's very possible that the acclaimed is going to be the work rate team in this match, which, and I love the acclaimed. We all, we all love the acclaimed, but that they're not supposed to be the mechanics, right? At this point in their career. Yeah. I'm pulling, I mean, uh, best friends, like a possibility. What? They seem to be teasing best friends potentially, which I'd be, I'd be in for that. Best um, friends does seem like the move, which and and those guys can I think add add some good work rate to it, and and with eight guys, um, if they do it as a traditional tag, and obviously they'll get into the flippy lucha, nobody's tagging fuckery in the, I'm sure during the match, but it also does uh let you manage the pace a little bit better, right? It's not like Jeff Jarrett's going to be in 22 of the 28 minutes, you know? No, 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 no. hopefully not. 
Um, I will say the um, I would be in for Aussie Open being the fourth team, but I also am pretty sure they need to be on a flight to Japan at that point. I was like looking at like, wait, they're wrestling in Japan on the sixth. I'm pretty sure that does not work from a flight perspective. Um, I was like literally I, I looking just, at flight times. I was like, does this work somehow? Maybe, and I don't. I don't think so. But I was also thinking that when I saw that they were on um, rampage, and of course they were in the battle royal, I'm like, okay, so like they got two paychecks for one night from AEW. And I'm like, but how long are they in America for? Like they probably want to like, and I think Tony Khan would love to have them. And like part of me was like. Sure, put them into the tag title match, particularly if, like, your main objective is it doesn't kind of matter who the fourth team is. Right. I will say that match they had with the Bucks was, I think, one of the best Rampage matches in a long, long time. Yeah. No, I, I can't I can't disagree with that. I think it was a it was a really good match. I mean, at Aussie Open, I, I, they're the one team, like, I kind of, they're, they would probably be my number one draft pick of a team I'd want in AEW. Like, you know, like the Usos would be great or something, but like, right. Over like a realistic, um, like I think I'd like Aussie open more than Jay White, quite frankly, in terms of the match potential. Like, well, there's a slot for them, right? I mean, again, the yeah. thing with Jay White is like, it's unclear exactly where he would be needed, but yeah, if you just replace like Jarrett and Sanjay's minutes with Aussie open, you go, well, that's an improvement on the TV show. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the Bucks, I mean, the Bucks gave them a lot of that match. I think kind of shined them up a little bit, which was good. Um, yeah, I could Aussie Open against the Lucha Brothers, uh, Aussie Open against the Acclaimed, I think would actually be really interesting, just given the way those personalities would, would bounce off each other. Um, obviously, Aussie Open and FTR, if FTR is back. I, yeah, and, I'm in for all of that. And I don't know what the, the nature of their deal with New Japan is, what the terms are or anything like that, but like... I, I actually, you know, because again, just watching these Arena Mexico shows just kind of got me all the way back in on all wrestling. So, like, I even was catching up on a lot of New Japan, again, on Access, and, and I was watching through a lot of Wrestle Kingdom, mm. um, the matches on there, and I watched Kenny Osprey again, which was even better, uh, watching it a second time. So good. Um, like, I, I think that I, I, I underrated it while saying it was probably going to be the match <laughs> of the year. Like, it, it's incredible. Um, but like the tag match was like FTR against uh, Yoshihashi and, and Goto and it's just not good. And it's like probably the worst big time FTR match of like the last three years. <laughs> like it's just it like, and again, it was a fine match, like in the grand scheme of things, but it was just like a normal dynamite match, like is the way I would put it. And it's like, why is Aussie open, not the top tag team in new Japan right now? Like there's so much better and like new japan you obviously can do bangers with guys and and it's okay like you can put them against two singles guys like that's the that's a new japan thing but like aussie open feels like they could be having four to seven star matches every single big show in new japan and they just don't seem like they get that spotlight enough yeah it feels i mean they really hadn't been to Japan until World Tag League, so I'm wondering if they're just were like building them up a little bit. Like I, I do think they probably get the next shot at Goto and Yoshihashi based on the New Japan Cup brackets where they're matched up against each other. So mm-hmm. I mean that suggests look, maybe they go and they're gonna take the titles now and then start having the bangers that they just FT I don't know if if they wanted to get give Yoshihashi and Goto the win over FTR for some reason. I also think at that point FTR was pretty hurt and I think they barely got to the building because of flight stuff and 
yeah. yeah, it was not a great. I mean, there might be a lot of reasons for that, but yeah, I don't think they were going to have a a true banger regardless. Because I just Goto and Yoshihashi are fine. They're just yeah. they're fine. I don't know. Like they're not the best. I, I yeah, like but fine. like now that I'm seeing more of the card, yeah, the, it was a weak Wrestle Kingdom. It definitely was. Like the the women's match again, bizarre. Like I remember talking about it. You and Garrett, and I hadn't actually seen it. Where it's like it's a solid match, but it's like an eight minute match. It's like this really short match. And then, um, which is weird because the other Kyrie matches that have been on like the big New Japan shows have, have gotten some length and been really good. And then this is kind of like a squash, quite frankly. And then, and then, yeah, then, then, and then Sasha Banks comes out and like she gets like 15 minutes of like entrance where it's like, what is going on? This just doesn't make any sense. Like, I get she's a big star, but like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you know, this is supposed to be the wrestling promotion, not the the intro promotion. <laughs> but you know, obviously, <laughs> Osprey Omega makes it a big thumbs up overall. But yeah, it, uh, definitely. I think they stuff. need two nights. I think they need two nights from a qual like a a spreading the matches out quality perspective. At this point, it was probably smart from a business perspective to go back to one because they could just focus on the one night and just blow it out and just really like build it up. But it does seem like, yeah, like you just you lose a lot in the middle if you're doing if you're trying to pack everything into a four hour show. Well, and they also did that that um, other stadium show in February, right? Where with Stardom, where it was like the last Muda match, right? And, and right. So, like, I I think that they they like they could do something interesting with that, right? Where you can almost do like you know like most like. You know, obviously, like WrestleMania is in April, and then SummerSlam is like six months later, or or like four or five months later. But that could be kind of interesting of like make the one B show like not that far after. I don't know, just a yeah. thought. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. No, I think. But I mean, again, I'm I'm definitely back in a little bit on New Japan. I'm excited. I haven't watched any Fantastic Mania. I'll probably catch a little bit of that. Um, but I'm excited for the New Japan Cup. I think that's going to be kind of fun. It's also shorter than it's been recently. It's only like two weeks long, which I think is mm -hmm. good, as opposed to blowing it out for weeks at a time with matches that aren't going to be that exciting. I think they're really kind of cutting to the chase in a good way. Uh, yeah, and obviously I need to catch up on New Japan just to get my bracket ready. Um, of and, course. You know, I listen to you guys talking about that, and, and I do think um, – I do think we should throw some other – I think it can be anything combat sport related. I think that's good. Like if you want to mm -hmm. watch, you know, uh, Mr. Nanny, like that's that's in play, right? Mm -hmm. It can even be movies with wrestlers. Um, but I, I think there does need to be some kind of like hour. Like it needs to be like – you can't be like watch every episode of Thunder in Paradise. And like I don't know how many episodes there are, but like I think there does need to be a time limit. Sure. It, so we should probably set like it, it, it could be one like show so it could be a five hour show but i would say like right. five hours is about the, the limit of what you're allowed to to make the the loser do so it and can't I do be the seven the way, hour xpw show and i think that if any fan of any listener beats all three of us i think that all three of us have to do it and okay. possibly do a live video of us watching it possibly i like it no i like that i like that we'll see um, if any if anyone i we have one from a fan so far they know who they are um okay. but we'll, whoever else if they're if they, anyone wants to toss it in the brackets are available feel free to message us we'll send it around and uh yeah you can you resend me because I, I gotta do that uh before i go on my next trip 
Um, but yeah, like I think again, wrestling is looking up, and it's interesting that again with the Lucha Libre has really brought back the wrestling of wrestling to me, where it's like I don't, and even when I found what I was fast forwarding through on the AEW was like the promos and like the video packages, like I just I lose like that's where I think I talked about before is like my wrestling viewing is competing with my other entertainment time. Right. And like with everything else is so good. Like I've heard, I haven't seen the new Ant-Man, but like it's getting these mediocre reviews because people are like, Oh, it's just another Marvel movie. I'm like, yeah, but Marvel movies are a lot of fun. Right. And if you're comparing even a mediocre Marvel movie to just like a Daniel Bryan promo, not the greatest Daniel Bryan promo, ever, (laughs) just a normal average one. I'd rather probably watch Ant-Man. So I I think that that's where it's like the reason that wrestling is special is the in-ring, right? And that's where I think I'm really just enjoying this. Um, And I'm looking forward to this AEW pay-per-view because of the in-ring, right? Not necessarily because of the storylines. And I love that CML. And of course, New Japan is sensational at that. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll get some good shakeups. And, and again, I think that, and I've talked about it a couple times, the going away kind of brings you back because everything feels fresher. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a, it still continues to be a good time to be a fan. Yeah. I mean, again, Fight Plus has got more stuff on it. There's a ton going on. I think even, you know, there's just a lot out there. And you can find whatever works for you. I think that's part of the thing is you kind of can't, I always feel bad for people who try to, um, like tie themselves to a brand in any way because I think yeah. that's the worst way to do it. Like, there's no need for brand loyalty. I mean, be loyal to a wrestler if you want. That's that's great. Sure. Um, but to be loyal to a brand, if the show's not good, you don't got to watch the show. You know, don't. I, I I have no. I I like I I have probably some loyalty to AEW just in level they've built up a lot of trust. Yeah. But if they sucked for a few months. I'll watch something else. I don't really care. Yeah, no, yeah. and I and I've and I've definitely found that about myself is that I'm willing to skip anything, right? Because there's just so much good stuff on, and like I can't. I'm just like already kind of fast forwarding to we're we're a month and change from WrestleMania weekend, and like you know, again, I haven't watched a second of the Elimination Chamber. Most of the Rumble I had on as background viewing. I'm sure I will watch some parts of WrestleMania, but it's like there's going to be just so many dozens of hours of wrestling that are going to be available to me. And a lot of it's going to be really good. And it's like, I'm excited. The fact that I'm not going to watch everything, right? Like I'm excited that like I get to pick and choose the best stuff and the stuff that is going to most appeal to my personal sensibilities. Um, it's just kind of this wonderful time. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, it, it is still thriving that people also like have this, especially between AEW and WWE, like kind of pitting them against each other where it's like, and WrestleMania is the weekend is the perfect thing where like, obviously WWE is making a shit ton of money, but like, so is everybody else. Like the industry is in a really healthy place. um, And that's awesome. Yeah. I'm actually, what's one of the things I'm most excited about for WrestleMania weekend is, is the fight plus of it all that I don't have to choose as much. Um, and so if there's one banger match that I want to see on Gringo Loco's world on Lucha, I can watch that one match and not have to worry about, is that worth $15 or whatever? Yeah. Um, be a little bit be... more 
choosy. It's going to be me against Vicky Guerrero in a taco eating contest. Right. I mean, that's worth 30. That's worth 30. You know what? It, it, an interesting thing that I always hated, but I feel like Fight Plus is actually positioned well, is that you've seen other like little promotions in the past try to do like an internet or streaming network champion. I would love if there was a Fight TV Plus world champion and it was like the biggest indie title. We're going to make it. So like maybe what I would imagine GCW is probably what draws the most eyeballs on, on sure. of pro wrestling on there. So maybe they get the champion, but that's like a thing where they're like, Hey Brett, if you start, like if XPW starts beating you in, in what draws people, Maka Butcher's getting that title. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to start putting, putting the hamburger place is going to get the world title matches. Make it like the, the way the NWA title used to be. Yeah, um, the meccas, the true meccas, Atlantic City. Yeah, West I mean, Virginia. how yeah. is Billy Corgan and NWA not on Fight Plus? Like that, it seems like su- like they, do they are not- partially. Well, I think I'm confused as to what is available in the. I, but why aren't they completely? Like I just don't understand the the economics of of the decision making here. I don't understand any of the economics of the NWA existing at this point. So I. I've just given well, maybe up they're going to announce it at that big Mexico City music festival that's also going to have Lucha Libre. Yeah, how are which we I did see a billboard for, by the way. Okay, when I was in Mexico City, yeah. I mean, it's a weird. I think I saw some of the card for that. It's pretty weird. It's like Luchadors and NWA guys, and like it just looks just stupid. It looks very stupid. Yeah, I'm sure Matt Taven will be there. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, I, I mean. Yeah, I, I will say the other thing. I'm. This is the fun thing about like how much is out there. I I was watching uh, an Appalachian expose the other night. Sure. And I think I'm going to watch a bunch more of those. I don't know. I'm just in the mood. I was like, you know what? Shane Douglas is a pretty good podcast host. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was even intrigued by listening to talk to Va- him talk to Val Venus, which seems. I don't know. I, I'm generally not interested in what Val Venus has to say about the world. Um, but <laughs> True. It was still entertaining. Um, they love MJF. That was what I took away from that. They don't really like modern wrestling. Too many kids doing things too fast. They don't really understand. And they, they lost the car rides where they really learned things. But MJF they like. I mean, he he does a lot of car rides, you know, Long Island, mm-hmm. a lot of traffic. LIE. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what the, you know what they need though on Fight Plus? And you know what and, and by the way, we are available, the predetermined boys, we are available for you is they should just do like some kind of digest show of like, cause that's the thing again, I love on the access new Japan is that if I went back to watching the whole shows and I know you talk about how like you'll only watch the new Japan open um, new Japan cup matches. You're not necessarily going to watch the undercard or if you get mm-hmm. background and like, I love that about the access show that it's like, it also keeps things fresh. Cause I don't have to watch 12 Yoshihashi matches. I could just watch the one good one. And that would also be great with just how much stuff there is. And like we, you guys were even talking last week that like none of us watched the Jimmy Lloyd birthday party show. Right. Which is crazy. Like if we're not watching it, who's watching it? And it's like, but I'm sure there was probably at least one thing from that show that kind of, if you just pulled it into like a best of fight TV this week, um, I feel like that could be a real strong hour to two hours a week. That would be just the most essential it would be more essential than Raw or Dynamite or SmackDown. 
Yeah, I think, again, more curation. At the very least, Fight Plus makes it easier to just fast forward through stuff and really get to what you want. Yeah. But we could still have a bit more curation, I think, would be great. And um, yeah, maybe we're the guys to do it. Um, Although not, again, not if you're watching six hours of Lucha Libre every week because they've got no Lucha on Fight Plus yet. Yeah, yeah. But again, the CMLL and AAA have not really been able to make money from the American audience. So honestly, it, like, I don't know if they have some legacy agreements that prevent it because they both generally like AAA puts every, like still puts a lot of stuff out for free on Twitch. Not everything anymore. Um, CMLL puts everything on YouTube, albeit in a condensed form. But to the best of my knowledge, there is no way to get them in full. And they're obviously airing in Mexico in full. Um, I honestly don't know why they're not on Fight Plus. Like, it seems like it's got to be a matter of time. Send me down there. I will make that happen. And I will personally curate a one-hour Lucha Libre show every week. And will it all be in VR? It, well, it depends on what Estralita's availability is. (laughs) Because I think they can only afford the, the, the VR cameras for the shows Estralita is going to be at. Of course. Okay. That makes sense. Like once a month, maybe we do VR. Yeah, you know? exactly. The, the big, the big Friday nights. High def for the rest of it. You know, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I would, I'd watch it. Let's send you make, we'll make the deal. Um, you'll spend some time in Mexico city. It'll be great. And then like, I, I, I'm going to like learn really good Spanish. Like, I speak okay Spanish, but like, I'm going to learn really good Spanish. To grow my like I'm going to turn into Gringo Loco. Like it started as a joke. And then like I feel like slowly this is it is coming around. I think you would look good in spandex. I think you just get the spandex gringo loco outfit. I got I can, sunglasses I think, just like him. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. I really at some show we really need you to do a meet and greet with Gringo Loco so we can take a picture and see if we can spot the differences. To it like one of those like bar games where you have to touch the, the photographs. Yeah, I'd I'd want to bring it to my dog. We because again, a lot of like the highlights magazine or whatever. There's always a thing that's like, what's the difference? And the two photos look generally look very similar, but there's a couple of small differences. And I want to bring it to her and be like, okay, these two photos are the same, but what's different? And she'll probably go, they're the same. I don't understand. Yeah. Um. He's like, don't you see this? Fax is a little bit taller. Fax Loco is a little bit taller than Gringo Loco. Just, the, just yeah. a little bit. Just a little bit. Or maybe not. I don't know. We, have to, we haven't seen you guys face to face yet. Yeah, I, th- I think his hair's a little redder than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- there's a few differences. But I think, I, again, especially though, if I wear a bandana and I wear the sunglasses, like I think we could make it pretty tough. I think we could make it pretty, pretty <laughs> tough, especially if I had a, a few weeks to prepare. I think um, we're going to have some time. Again, WrestleMania weekend's going to be in the Northeast next year. Maybe that's a final goal. We got to make sure that that happens. Yeah. And before we were recording tonight, we were talking about WrestleMania in Philly and like we were speculating, you know, what shows do you think, you think are going to be in ECW arena, stuff like that. But like, you know, what we didn't talk about is what shows are going to be in Boonton, right? I mean, Boonton's about mm. an hour and a half from Philly, maybe a little bit about an hour and a half. I feel like we need to start working, booking the first ever predetermined card in Booton WrestleMania weekend, maybe the week before WrestleMania. We'll do like, that'll be the Wednesday. We'll, we'll be like people, you fly into Newark, 
do the yeah. Wednesday show, Wednesday show in Booton, and then go down to Thursday, catch the Thursday, Friday shows, at the ECW arena and, and the hockey arena and stuff like that. I like it. I think this is, I think we got to do this. I think a predetermined show has to happen in Booton, New Jersey. Yeah. Main evented, obviously, by Beastman against Jimmy Lloyd. Of course. Yeah. Beastman against Jimmy Lloyd, one-on-one, for the uh, the rights to the predetermined, to our hearts. The rights to our hearts. The belt is just a big, it's just a giant heart shape um, with our faces on it. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I think I, I just kind of want another taco right now. So mm. I feel like we should probably just wrap this one up. You're making me legitimately hungry, facts. Um, so yeah, we'll be. Uh, uh, so I, I'm Chris at Chris Miggs on Instagram. If you want to check that out, we're at Predetermined Pod. Uh, is that the right one? Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. Um, I'm at Jimmy. Fax a picture of his, uh, maybe Fax take a picture of his T-shirt and show it to everyone. Yeah, yeah, and I'm also at Jimmy Fax as well as Jimmy Lloyd's IMDb page. Um, Hit our goddamn music.